0: Hi, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perro columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers Podcast. We're catching up with Argent Minerals today. The code is ARD, trading at about 1.6 cents for a market cap of $14 million. We have the Managing Director with us today, Pedro Castellarisos, and Pedro is going to fill us in on this exciting acquisition the company's made in the Gascoin region of WA. It's called the Copperhead. Project. Um, it's a very a big land position, and as we all know, the gas coin has been switched on as an exploration hotspot recently for rare earths, uh, copper, nickel, uh, even PGE. So, it'll be an interesting catch up on this one. And of course, in the background, the Kempfield, the silver, lead, zinc, gold, copper, pol- let's call it polymetallic project uh, there in the Lachlan Basin with its uh, resource base and ongoing exploration to make it. Bigger and Better continues. So with that, I'll say, G'day Pedro, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Barry. Now Pedro, I've uh, just mentioned there that uh, you've now got the twin focus, uh, New South Wales obviously with Kempfield, which the company is well known for. But uh, tell us more about this uh, pickup of the Copperhead project in the Gascoigne.
1: Yeah, the Copperhead project is a very unique project. It was definitely something that we were monitoring over a, a a long period of time, and we were fortunate enough to actually acquire the project. Uh, Currently, the project and where it stands is about 300 kilometres east of Carnarvon. Uh, Mm. The total tenement package is around about um, 1,038 square kilometres. So it's a very fast, expansive belt that we currently have control of. Uh, We love this part of the world on the basis that there is our our cropping copper mineralisation that was delineated in 1967. Um, and we're fortunate that a lot of the work that was delineated historically has never been actually followed up. Some of the copper assays from surface uh, range between one and up to 14%. And these, these uh, mineralized areas, they're actually controlled by a lot of synclinal and anticlinal structures. So when we look at the broad bases of the whole belt, we've got a roundabout of um, just over 84 kilometres of strike. And we know that the discovery formation is what's hosting the copper mineralization. But on top of that, we also have the rare earth potential to the south of the Copperhead project. And this is where we have currently um, a lot of uh, activities through the construction of the first rare earth mine in the Gascoyne.
0: Yeah, that's uh, by Hastings. Correct, uh... correct,
1: correct. So they're under uh, construction as we speak. And on top of that, also too, Barry, we've got the same favorable lithologies which could potentially host a nickel PG in the Gabbro sequence. Um, And these areas, they've been defined to have over 76 kilometres of strike untested length. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a very exciting area for us to be operating in.
0: Um, obviously, apart from Hastings, I know First Quantum uh, is now in a JV, I think with Dreadnought in that part of the world for nickel, copper, PGS. Why has why it taken uh, this Gascoigne region, the upper Gascoyne region, uh, to be switched on as an exploration hotspot? Uh, why has it taken so long?
1: I think um, I think it's just a part of the world that has never been systematically looked at for its exploration potential. In the last couple of years where you've had Dreadnought, you've, you've had Hastings, They've had a lot of ground success, and through their exploration and through their work, it's really uh, highlighted how highly prospective and severely underexplored that whole region is.
0: Okay, so you haven't just picked up, uh, you know, uh, tenements with uh, not much known about them. Uh, some of these uh, projects, uh, I think you've got uh, you've identified eight copper prospects immediately, and then there's a, a copper zinc prospect and. Mm-hmm. Geophysical targets, 26. So uh, I guess, well, who did you acquire from? They they were pushing things along themselves?
1: Uh, We actually acquired this from a sophisticated investor. um, And they knew that uh, based on Argent's technical expertise in the base metal arena, that they could potentially see a lot of value uh, coming from Argent. And we thought it was a very, very good fit for our current shareholders because we believe that it's got... Fantastic potential, but an excellent shareholder value base.
0: Right. And uh, the they sophisticated investor turned to you guys for your exploration expertise and was happy to take shares as consideration. Absolutely. Yeah,
1: yep. Yep. yeah absolutely. And uh, the actual consideration shares in what we, um, what we thought would be sufficient um, is a very, very good deal, um, especially when you start looking at other joint ventures and other acquisitions. You know, ours is just a literally a drop in the ocean compared to what Greg Nought did with first quantum minerals. Yeah, OK. So
0: it's a large project area, but uh, I mentioned uh, pros- various prospects and geophysical targets have been identified. What's the way forward with Copperhead?
1: Well, um, we're actually scheduled to fly out on the 21st of November. So this month we've uh, booked our helicopters. We've got three geos, including myself. We'll be conducting the first reconnaissance over all these uh, prospect areas, but also to ground truth a lot of these geophysical targets that we've identified. So it's a two prong attack. Uh, we're looking at, obviously, uh, rock chipping, g- brief geological sampling over the uh, copper projects that have been delineated through historic exploration, but also look at the rare targets that um, are just north of the Hastings ground. So we're basically going to land, um, sample, uh, look at the logistics of getting in our know, potential drill rigs, field crews, setting up camps. So it's going to be a very, very busy, um, very, very busy month for us moving forward. But we need to get on the ground, start sampling, um, start getting some some numbers back from these areas, so we can update the market accordingly.
0: So do you have a feel at this stage whether the initial focus will be base metals or rare earths? Well, at this stage,
1: like I said, Barry, will be a two-pronged attack. Uh, We are looking at both commodities at this stage. But it Mm -hmm. just depends on what we see um, on the ground, which will um, govern which direction the company will be moving forward.
0: And it seems to me that this uh, geophysical targeting, 26 key targets, 21 in base metals, Mm -hmm. 5 across rare earths. Mm -hmm. So there's been quite a a lot of the, you know, the early reconnaissance identification process in the exploration process already conducted here. So it's quite advanced. Yeah, it is.
1: It is. It is, Barry, on the basis that there has been some airborne EM surveys that were flown, uh, the very course uh, we're talking about five, five uh, kilometre line spacings, but it just happened to be that some of the flight lines uh, were flown over some of these copper prospects and we're fortunate enough that the EM responses are very positive. So uh, especially over the Mount Palgrave area there's a very large EM anomaly which is coinciding mm. with the copper mineralization, which tells us that EM might be the way forward for us to start conducting our own airborne surveys but also we've taken a detailed structural analysis, we've looked at the favourable uh, Mount discovery siltstone formation. And that's and we're finding that a lot of the copper mineralization is hanging off these type of lithologies. So, you know, we're very excited in that at least we've got some very positive ground targets for us to start exploration on.
0: Neurology is always a funny thing, but if you've got the pr- same perspective uh, horizons, um, it's a good thing to have. So I was just wondering, can you give uh, investors a feel for your relationship to uh, where uh, First Quantum is working and uh, with the Hastings uh, Rare Earth Project.
1: Yeah, so uh, First Quantum, they're operating around about, I would say around about 30, 35 kilometres south-west of where we're currently, and they're, they're basically targeting the same type of lithology, which is the discovery formation. Mm. So we're fortunate enough that we've got um, over 84 kilometres of strike, which no one has even looked at. So Crazy. we definitely think that, you know, we're sitting on the tail of a, of a potential elephant, but we won't be able to confirm that until we get our feet on the ground and doing what we do best. How long will you personally be in the field, do you reckon? Uh, we'll be definitely doing the first reconnaissance program and on the basis of what we do, we'll be out there for the for a week. And depending mm-hmm. on the results, we might schedule in another uh, reconnaissance program before Christmas. And then obviously we might be um, caught out with the, uh, with the weather Come uh, come December January next year, but we're looking at uh, accelerating the project as fast as possible.
0: Right, uh, you're a geologist by background.
1: Yeah, yeah, 26 mm-hmm. years. Yeah.
0: Yep. yep. So you enjoy
1: getting out in the field, kicking rocks. Absolutely loving it. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, yeah, I definitely cut my teeth in the base metal, um, the gold, and the uranium industry. Uh, back in the day, we used to do eight weeks on, one week off. We used to sleep in tents and um, swags, and um, yeah, we used to do a lot of remote. Uh, type of exploration work, and uh, yeah, the chopper used to leave us, um, you know, away <laughs> for for a
0: few weeks, wave a goodbye. Yeah, eh?
1: basically, yeah.
0: And communications wouldn't have been what they are today. Of no, course. no, definitely there was no
1: communications even back then. We just relied on a two way radio, and that was about it. Mm. Nothing like mm. today. No, of course not. Okay, so uh, how did the uh, did your
0: investor base uh, take this acquisition? Given that you've Kempfield has been the uh, you know the flagship for a decade or so, um, are we are they were excited. They like the dual effort now. Oh, definitely, definitely.
1: I think I think um, a lot of investors are very excited with our focus in WA as well. And um, unfortunately, what's happening in New South Wales with the constant rain and the flooding, it's limited us um, severely as to when we can get on the ground and do uh, the work that is required. So. With the WA asset, um, at least we've got a good window of 10 months a year that we can access the ground and mm. conduct exploration. Um, always have positive news flow to our shareholders and also to the market. But also too, Kenfield is still our flagship project. We're not ignoring it. We're looking um, to commence between three and 5,000 uh, metres of RC drilling over Kenfield. Uh, we're talking to a few drilling contractors here in WA and also New South Wales. So we're hoping to be on the ground Come January, February of 2023, we're looking at uh, drilling um, some resource extensions to the known Kenfield deposit, but also too to target some of these uh, high-grade copper occurrences which uh, occur only a couple of hundred metres away from the Kenfield deposit, which historically has yielded up to 5% copper from surface. So they're very exciting targets. Uh, no one's actually looked at them in the past several years. And um, for us, you know, they are standout drill walk-up targets. So that will be yeah. um, our focus as well.
0: Because there, um, just for those investors who don't know, there is a global resource there already at Kempfield?
1: Yeah, there's uh, 21.8 million tonnes. Uh, mm-hmm. So we've got a, uh, f- over 50 million ounces uh, silver equivalent, gold resource, gold mm-hmm. as well as silver, and also base metals. But uh, with the current drilling program that we're targeting, we want to increase the actual strike of the resource area currently known. So. We're looking at potentially putting another two kilometres of strike. Um, The first program that we are looking to do or to complete, this will give us um, the first phase of drilling, which will allow us to come back a second or third time and hopefully uh, potentially double the amount of tonnage in Kempfield. Mm. So pretty, pretty exciting times, Barry.
0: I see uh, in that part of the world you've been uh, uh, pumping out some uh, smallish, but... uh, Gold uh, resource estimates for a couple of the uh, the satellite deposits for one of a better expression. So, what's happening on the gold front in that part of the world?
1: Well, the gold front on that part of the world, we're looking at going back in there. Obviously, um, when when New South Wales dries up a little bit, um, and- we do we do have the Trunky Creek uh, prospect area. That is a very exciting uh, prospect um, because Trunky Creek historically has been mined uh, for gold. In, in terms of alluvial as well as hard rock. But there has been some ground IP surveys that were conducted. And what it basically shows is that we've got resistivity and conductivity targets coinciding over the known gold mineralization. So we've got around yeah. about 5.5 kilometers of untested ground. Um, there's been only three RC holes that were were punctured in one of the actual uh, prospects, which yielded over an ounce, a tonne over two metres from, from near surface. So what's that showing us there is that uh, the, the gold mineralization is very high grade, very shallow. So it could be a very exciting project in, in that we could potentially delineate a shallow high grade resource. So you know, Trunkey Creek is, is definitely a standout project. We will be getting uh, boots on the ground, and and actually start looking at targeting some of these areas.
0: You're in a good part of the world there, are only 40 k's or so from uh, Bathurst. Yeah, absolutely.
1: In terms of the logistics, in terms of the actual uh, support, it's a great part of the world to to actually work in, and yeah. and and the communities are very supportive of of us exploring these areas because at the end of the day, you know, if there's if there was ever a mine being uh, developed, then you know. It's a two-way street where you know, the community will definitely benefit from it.
0: Yeah, you won't know yourselves on the ground there after uh, working in the Gascoyne. You show up at Trunky Creek, you'll be able to go to the pub for lunch. Well, exactly right. It's uh,
1: it's only a couple of kilometres away from 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 Trunky Creek.
0: Okay. Now I see uh, in the same part of the world. I think it's about ten k's uh, away is a Pine Ridge where there was also a, a, a twenty-two thousand ounce uh, maiden inferred gold resource. Mm-hmm. But it seems like there was some. Um, You've been doing some uh, rethinking and you might have come up with a copy cop-up gold porphyry target.
1: Yeah, there is. There is definitely a lot of targets there. We had core geophysics review all the airborne data that was flown um, in the early part of 2020. Uh, The signatures are very unique in that um, no one's really looked at this area closely. So when we did the uh, review over the whole tenement, uh, the geophysicists were coming up with, with quite a few scenarios. And we know that there is base metal uh, mineralisation at Pine Ridge through the wood golly gusson that was uh, all good uh, drilled. And they were getting some very high-grade, shallow base metal hits. Um, and the wood golly is just to the south of Pine Ridge. So it's a very much underexplored polymetallic project. So, you know, for us for us to move into Pine Ridge, we think that, it's going to yield some significant results. It's just a matter of getting people on the ground, doing the uh, initial reconnaissance, walking up to these targets, rock chipping, mapping, photographing, and just pending the assays to, to see what, what is actually there. The
0: 20 or 30 or $40 million question. Um, the New South Wales assets obviously cover the current market cap of $14 million, very modest for you know, just what you've got in uh, New South mm-hmm. Wales. Um, so when do you see value coming through for the Copperhead acquisition?
1: Copperhead, we're hoping that we'll start seeing the, the news flow come before Christmas. And on the basis mm-hmm. of that, uh, we we are looking that, we're basically looking that the um, the value will start flowing in, in the early part of 2023.
0: Right. Okay. So it's probably a good point just to, might be a repeating a few things here, but just to cement investors' minds, what will be the news flow from here on? for the next six months or so?
1: Yeah, so basically, um, the first cab off the rank will be Copperhead. Uh, we'll start mm-hmm. seeing some, some news flow come before Christmas uh, with our initial reconnaissance program. Um, obviously, we'll start drilling uh, Kenfield come um, early 2023. Then we're going to shift back to, uh, to Copperhead on the basis, once we finish the drilling program at Kenfield, we have to wait for the assay results to come in. Unfortunately, the labs are pretty much choked up, especially over the Christmas, New Year period. So we mm-hmm. might be waiting between 8 and 12 weeks before we get the actual drill drill assays back. Um, and depending on what we do at Copperhead with our first reconnaissance, then we'll start looking at uh, flying our own airborne uh, EM surveys. And then on the basis of those uh, positive results, then we'll start mobilising drill rigs out there to test these uh, EM anomalies.
0: Yeah. So one, one clear you know, fact that comes from all that is uh, the company very much uh, was seen as Campfield, so you know, ebb and flowed, depending on the news flow, ebbed and flowed, but now you've got the, the twin focus, mm-hmm. um, you're going to get a,
1: a fairly constant news flow. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, as I said previously, at least um, with, with what we're seeing in WA that we can get on, on the ground virtually all, all, all around the year, Unfortunately, what's, what's happening in New South Wales with the flooding and the, and the constant rain, and mm. uh, especially over winter where, there's, um, where, where it actually snows at Canfield, uh, we're very much limited in terms of getting people and machinery on the ground it's because it's just far, far too dangerous and wet. Mm.
0: Okay. now important question for all juniors, of course, as they're embarking on active programs like you guys are. What's the cash position like?
1: Well, at the moment, we've got about 1400000 million. Um, we're about to close off the cap raise, so we've raised mm-hmm. another $3 million. Um, mm-hmm. That will be announced to the market tomorrow of the closure of the cap raise. So that's going to keep us in good stead for the next year of sitting on a, on a cash balance of uh, $4.4 million moving forward. Mm-hmm. On. And on the on, depending on the success on the ground and what we see, uh, we might do another cap raise, hopefully, at a much higher price.
0: Well, from what we've seen in the uh, gas coin, uh, Mark is very supportive, uh, particularly around uh, the rare earths and the copper stories that are emerging there. Yeah, absolutely,
1: absolutely, Barry. And when you see the companies and the calibre of companies that are actually operating in that region, you're looking anything north of $350 million market cap uh, companies. So, you know, um, it's really exciting for us because, you know, we're just a smaller little junior company and we think that we're definitely on, on the tail of something great here. So it's just a matter of us getting up there and and doing our work
0: so there we go folks argent uh, trading at 1.6 for a market cap of 14 million has the uh the core asset has long been uh kenfield in new south wales which is uh, going to get an expiration push uh once things dry out a bit and uh, the company's just added this exciting project Copperhead uh, in uh, the gas coin in wa so wonder to watch i would thought so With that, Pedro, thanks for your time today. Exciting story. We'll watch with interest. Thank you so much, Barry. Appreciate it. Thank you.